Hi, this is Karen Walby Solomon, and welcome to my podcast, Crushing On. Today's guest on the show is Ayan Shudamology. She is a film and TV reviewer for Channel 24, and she's also the creator of the blog Up the Faraway Tree, which reviews kids' books, TV, movies, and educational materials. So it's such a great resource and so interesting for parents of young kids. So if you have children, please check it out. Otherwise, the two of us have been friends for a while. We met when we both worked at Media 24. And we have similar interests in, in what we like to watch. So we spoke a bit about Teen Wolf, one of our faves, and other fantasy, sci-fi, and historical shows that we watch, as well as, you know, stuff for kids and things we enjoyed as a kid, like the OG Livexi. We do have a spoiler this week for the show Cursed, but as always, details in the show notes. And yeah, I'm not going to keep you too long. Here's the interview. Okay, so I want you to start by saying, do you remember the first time we met? This is my favorite story. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> when I was talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and you like piped up at the, like, the other side of the, <laughs> so the other side of the divider, like my head just popped up over, like, you know, like that Doctor Who gift where he just pops up. Yeah. Just <laughs> like that. Like, are you talking about S.H.I.E.L.D.? Somebody say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? <laughs> Hi. Was it Shield? Was it was it Shield or was it Arrow? I feel like it was Shield. We spoke about Arrow afterwards, though, oh, because then I remember Aisha I didn't like Felicity. Yes, Aisha didn't like Felicity <laughs> because she, cause she was because she was all up in um, what's it, what's the guy's name? Oliver's. Oh, your gosh! Oh, could God, I could not stand Oliver Queen. The fact I that I carried on watching that show for as long as it did, I did was crazy. These are a few shows that I actually watched longer than I thought I would. Mm. And that's, and I realized, I was, still, I was speaking to Robin last night, and the only reason I watched him so long was, have you heard of somebody called Price Peterson? Yes, I used to like Price Peterson. Price Peterson did those photo recaps. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the only reason I watched Vampire Diaries till the end, to watch it, just so that I could read. You still have you, you of some of his pictures like, saved, like where there's like someone in the background and he's like, you okay? Or something like that. I think I have the ones all with Matt because he was always going on about how Matt was poor. <laughs> Matt Donovan? <laughs> I burned my batteries for heat. Paris Peterson was the actual best. Oh, We're easy now that... in this world. I hope he's well. I, I hope he's well. I don't know what he's doing with his life. But that's why, like, I think that's the only reason I watch those shows till the end because both of those shows towards the end of it they were not great after a certain season I never I didn't watch till the end I think I skipped out of I mean I skipped out of Vampire Diaries season 5 I think I skipped out of Arrow I think also season 5 I can't tell you on Arrow where the last I watched I stopped watching Flash also now though I don't I don't watch any of them of the universe I I feel like they don't know when to end it I only watch no I do I watch Legends, Legends. Uh. but only because they they make cut of themselves. <laughs> they, don't, they don't take themselves seriously. They know they are there for comedic relief. So stop watching after watch, season one. And everyone I is watch. like, you should have stayed on because I couldn't handle that damn Hawk people. 
And I got so frustrated. Oh my word, I forgot about him. That's and I liked crazy. Captain Cold. And then they killed him. Oh, and I was like, I, no. like I was done. I liked but him. then they said it was it got campy afterwards, which is also Yeah, it got really it got really campy. And so I wa- I watched that. But it's not on my list of oh my, I have to watch it. Like mm. I have to catch up on it. Mm, I'll watch it if I have nothing else to watch. <laughs> and that's how I feel about Anubis. Like okay. So what have you been watching? Lately. I've well I finished Umbrella Academy because oh. been, okay please tell me yeah, about this Umbrella Academy because yeah. I've been seeing you talk about it for like have months you, have you not watched season one I've not yeah. watched season one I know what the show's about <gasps> this is like superhero stuff oh, and I know it's a guy from um from Misfits and Ellen oh, Page Klaus. yeah yeah Ellen Page Ellen Page so it's this group of siblings siblings they all adopted so this mm. rich guy adopts seven kids who are mysteriously all born on the same day and they all have superpowers and he trains them eventually they the one brother dies and they all go their separate ways and then the father dies and they all come back together and they have to now save the world from some apocalypse mm. that they cause that they are the cause of the <laughs> So, but it's fun. It's it's. I, I really enjoy it. It's filmed really nicely. Like the cinematography is really good. Like mm. the camera work. I mean, I think you studied film also, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. So you know, like you pick up on stuff like mm. the camera work. You know, how like I do, I just love it. And oh, the one brother, he's a time traveler. Like he can jump. He can sort of teleport, but within like just like from here to the lounge or whatever, if you want to. <laughs> and also like to the 1960s <laughs> so he like jumps to the future and gets stuck there and tries to find his way back and then when he jumps back so he lives in the future for like 58 years and now sure. he's an old man and then he jumps back in time and gets stuck in a teenage body yo that's the funniest thing <laughs> I can't I love that boy so much that I think it's, it's Aiden Gallagher who plays uh, number five he's so good at his role, like, you believe he's an old man stuck in a 16-year-old body. Like, I love him so much. And he insults all of his, like, his siblings. You like, you have no time for them. It's like, like, he's just like, why am I stuck with these people to save the world? We are all going to die. <laughs> he, can't, he can't deal with him. But I love it. It's really good. Season two was quiet because, so now you already know, like, what the deal is. And I think that thing about season one, it's always setting up like what is this new world and these new characters and you're figuring mm. out the mythology of the series. And then season two, you know, you know what it is. But now they've gone back in time and the apocalypse followed them. So now oh, they've got the whole thing. But you know, like with time travel shows, things are never, it's never a straight line. It's always... Mm. Like, you always have to be thinking. So I think a, a lot of the second season for me was thinking, like, where is this going? What's going to happen? What's the consequence of this action? Mm. So, like, when, when time travel is involved in a show, it is a little bit tiring for my brain. <laughs> you watch Legends. <laughs> you watch Legends. <laughs> they don't know. They don't care about time. And they don't they care about the rules. About, they, uh, uh, what are rules? <laughs> Not for us. It's like the whole thing about Flash <laughs> when, like, all the problems caused by him. Oh, traveling in time. <laughs> just stop. Just stop, Betty. Stop traveling. Yeah, in like time. stop traveling in time. I like Thank a good you. time travel, though. I love it. <clears throat> Give me <clears throat> fish yeah, out so the water. Give me. <laughs> well, you will love it then. Then you will love it, especially the second season. Oh, I've been watching Medici. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, aside from 
I love fantasy stuff and sci-fi stuff, and you know mm. that. But also like a good historical drama. And Medici is about all well, the Medici family. There's this famous banking family in Florence. Mm. So it's this whole saga about that. And the reason I started watching it was very superficial. It's because <laughs> the guys named Daniel Sharman and Bradley James are in it. I was like, yo. Who's so Bradley James? Guys. Bradley James is, uh, he played King Arthur in Merlin. Oh. So I was like, okay, I'll watch that. And then I watched it. And then I thought, yo, this is a show about like uh, a Florentine banking family. Why am I crying? The drama. I was like, at like the end of the first season. No, I think it's the second the second season. Because they, they sort of do a jump or a time jump, mm. 20 years. So it's like a whole new cast and a whole new part of the family, like the grandsons from the second and third season, I'm just really crying, tears running down my face <laughs> with those people. I'm like, yo, let's say, I'm just talking here now, you're going to laugh at me crying at the TV again. <laughs> but it's, 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 I mean, it's only eight episodes per season, but they get so much done. Mm. And so, my, so many years, and like they skip a few years, but they don't even have to go like eight years later because you sort of realize, okay, yes, children now. A couple of years must have passed. So is Daniel Sharman in the later seasons or in the earlier seasons? Yeah, he's in two and three. Oh, okay. So he plays Lorenzo Medici, who was this was very powerful influence actually, like all the Renaissance painters mm. and artists and stuff. He sort of was the benefactor. So he just gave oh. money like, yeah, make art. So that's like Botticelli and Da Vinci and Donatello and all of like those mm. Renaissance people like he sort of funded them. So that's why Florence today is the way it is, be- mostly because of him. Mm. And it's like just so insane to think like one man could have yeah. so much power and uh, influence like that today still, they still is, feel like they can still feel the sort of, what the, what's the word I'm looking for, like the result. Mm. Like the influence. It's like so, in the influence so yeah. many years later. It's, I don't know, I just think it's amazing. Like, I like shows like that also. It's like real, like it's a real thing. Uh. Like, you go look it up, it's like, wow, you these people are very dramatic. Like they, they could make a whole TV show out of it for your actual lives. All I do is go clean the kitchen, when to work, <laughs> put my children to bed. <laughs> what are you people doing? Like, so that's, uh, so, so yeah, I was watching Medici. And then because he was in there, I was like, Daniel Sharman. So now I'm on a Daniel, Daniel Sharman binge. I'm just how like, many shows does Daniel Sharman have? Like, who is he been? Oh, do you watch Team Wolf, Wolf season three? Uh-huh. <laughs> just for like, and then, oh, there's a new Netflix show called Curse, which is terrible. Oh, I was going to ask you if he's in there. Because I, I feel there. like I saw pictures. He's in there and he's very good in there, but he's not in enough of it. To oh, okay. Show go- <laughs> that whole show is, it's, it's King Arthur. Mm. but they turned it on its head and they were like okay it's from the perspective of Nimoy mm. the Lady of the Lake so I was like okay cool that sounds cool yeah but they sort of like just like okay we'll just take ideas from the Arthurian legend and make it our own we'll just make it up as we go along mm. with names. because Arthur is not even a prince firstly <laughs> he's like nowhere near anything Nimoy Nimoy is so I think it's before she becomes a lady of the lake. Okay. It's fine. Fine. I mean, there isn't much law and story stuff. for her. Yeah. Anyway, law and stuff, yeah, for her. 
I mean, so you can sort of make that up, but there's just some things that have to stay mm. that are sort of central to an to the Arthur religion and they sort of do away with a lot of it. And I don't wanna sort of spoil spoil it, but like Lancelot is Daniel Roman plays Lancelot. It comes oh, okay. out at the end. Like he's Lancelot, but he's this weeping monk and he's also like a fair he's like fae and they made him a killer, like this like the, the church found him when he was a kid and then turned him into like a kid and he can sort of track his own kind and that's why they use him. And then this is the whole thing and I was like oh. But is it not based on a book? I think it's, I read some of that it's, it's based. based on a book, but the show was sort of commissioned before the book was even finished. Oh gosh. Sort of wrote the book for the it was almost like a companion to the show rather than Oh okay. I read this book a couple of okay, I'm saying a couple of years, but by a couple of years I mean probably high school or varsity mm-hmm. or something like that, but like a long time ago, where it was a McCabot book. I don't know if you read it, but it's also sort of based on Arthurian legend, but it's set in modern times. But okay. like they almost reborn. Okay. But oh, it's also okay. like Arthur and the Lady of the Lake are kind of and meant to be. That, oh, that was the other thing. The Lady of the Lake in the legend and the stories, mm. the Lady of the Lake and Merlin are actually like a thing. In uh. this, so in this thing, they make it like father and daughter. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I suppose the legend has also changed. I don't know if you listen to podcasts other than this. But, I do. But, but you listen to myths and legends. I have it. I have it on. It is um, on my on my Spotify, but I haven't listened to it. It is yet. amazing. This guy can tell a story like nobody else. I thought first of all, because there were some topics that I thought would be boring, but the way he tells mm. the story, and it's just him talking. He doesn't even have okay. like guests doing it, other voices. Like it's just him, but he tells it in such a way that you are like enthralled. But he would he tells quite a bit of Arthurian story, so which is why I think that um. Mm. Like I did, I think we were talking about it once where we said that we think it would make such a good like anthology series. They did okay. like, a, like an MCU. Oh, yes. All the different stories Legend. in the yeah. world, in, in that kind of legends, could make such a good like, you know, yeah, as in like different movies, mm. different series and stuff like that. They could build so much from that. And there's so much story mm. to be told, but that you can't do that sort of like historical but like <laughs> faithful the to show, legends but the show itself was also somewhat like it was a little boring i was mm. lying there and just like oh when are you just gonna get on with it the main character was she was annoying man like i didn't really do that when, when the main character is annoying and the side characters are far more interesting mm. or funnier then you sort of just love for the side characters but the main character you have to look at for like 80 percent of the time <laughs> so it's a Good, like, potential, but meh. Yeah, a tad potential, but meh. I'd pass. Daniel Sharman. The things I do for Daniel Sharman, I watch Cursed. I did not like him. I just thought he was overhyped when he was in Teen Wolf. I loved him on Teen Wolf. (laughs) I I was just, like, you're in love with him. I think I also like Scott and Allison together, and then he came. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, Scott went with Kira first. I know, I like Kira too. Kira came along and then she, they were all up in each other's business and poor Alison was on the sidelines there. And then, so and didn't Isaac just like leave and never come back? <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> so many characters did that though I'm in that like, show. 
And then they just said nothing about him. Like he didn't exist. <laughs> like Danny. Danny also just left and he never <laughs> came back. Danny, just Danny and Isaac, they just left at least with, um, what is Colton Haynes' character called? Jackson. Jackson. At least with Jackson, they were like, oh yeah, Jackson went to London and he's there. And, <laughs> and he came but back a least, few times. He came back in the last season. Oh, I think. yes. He just came back for like the... the I think it was the last episode. Or the episode. When he saved Lydia or something like that, and then Styles yeah, got jealous. Styles. <laughs> but then even Styles left Teen Wolf for was a season. It? There was a season, last season. Was that Styles when he was in the accident? Yeah, I think that when yeah. he was in the accident. And he was filming uh, Maze Runner. Mm, he was here. And, <laughs> he was here. So he was in the beginning of the season and the end of the season. And oh, were they looking for him? No, he went to the FBI. He Is went it? to like, yeah, he was Gosh. enrolled in like some intern program with the FBI. But you could tell how much the show relied on him mm. once he was gone. That's exactly that true. It was terrible. It was just so flat without him. But I quite liked Scott. Like, he, I, I always, Scott yeah, I always feel like what made, for me, I don't know, there was a lot that I didn't actually like about Teen Wolf. I didn't, I felt that a lot of the storylines didn't make sense and a, there was a lot of problems. The mythology didn't make sense. Yeah, oh my it, gosh, the mythology. But, but you know why? That's, that's why? that's why if you have to watch it and read Price Peterson's <laughs> recap, watch it, because then you laugh at how I have to link to Price so Peterson's is. recaps in the show notes for this episode because everybody needs to see how funny that shit was. Yo, the thing <laughs> is, like, even he, like you will say, I don't know what's going on and I love it. <laughs> it's like the show is equal measure horror and ridiculousness. It's yeah. just like completely ridiculous. And then you just it's like Riverdale. No, Riverdale's okay. I think it's a bit better than Riverdale. No, I mean I'm I'm, I'm <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. How ridiculous Riverdale is. <laughs> like, how are you watching the show still when I'm still watching the show? <laughs> for me, what 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 I enjoyed about Teen Wolf is I really like the characters. Me also. Like, I, I, I felt like I genuinely cared for their lives. Towards the end, I didn't care so Ooh. much. Like, all those white boys but that the, came in. But the original pack. Yes, like, original. I would have died for them. Like, I loved them. I loved them. That's why I think I always watch until, like, I'll watch until season three. Yes, that's when a good Alice, season. When Alison died, mm. Alison died, it was rude. That was so rude. I was cross, cross, cry. cross. I was like, she could have gone away. Like, I'm sorry. Like, did they have to kill her? But I think that's a, then I read that that's the same thing that happened with Isaac was that they both actors said they wanted to do Out. movies or other TV and other stuff. But then Daniel Sherman said, don't kill Isaac off just in case he wants to mm-hmm. come back. But she, and he just never she came back. <laughs> he left, he went to France and never came back. Didn't come help out. I do like that uh, season with all the alphas. One of the three thingy. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Loves it. And when they flash back to young Derek, I know why I love that episode young so Derek. much. Yeah, I think I still downloaded a song from that episode that I played often. <gasps> that that episode with the girl that died by the tree. Oof, I don't know why. Oh, but... It made no sense to me, but I was like, it makes so much sense. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> believe this. No sense. <laughs> like, just the mythology was so awful. But the characters <laughs> kept you, man. You just loved them so much. What about the Cora? I liked Cora. Cora. Oh, you know what happened to Cora? Uh, Derek took her to South America and left her there. 
<laughs> and I still, I think I posted this on Twitter when someone was like, your opinion on characters. I'm like, how the hell did this girl escape the hellfire? Nobody explained that to us. Like Derek just went to a random house one day and she was there. Like, nobody speaks about the fact that she was, if she wasn't in the house, then why did Derek not say, oh, I have a sister out there. I don't know where she is. Exactly. But he was shocked to find that she survived. So, huh? Uh-uh. <laughs> that whole show it made no sense but I love it so much <laughs> it is but that's, it. that's a show yeah where 100% the characters made the show because the I never show, yeah. I mean okay yes maybe annoyed me at times but like I feel like in most teen dramas the main character will piss me off at some point yeah like, but Scott I won't wasn't like, like that yeah. I love Scott I love Scott yeah like he was a true alpha <laughs> And he was so Scott cute, and he was made jokes about himself. He was so frisson. He was so frisson. Do you remember that scene where they told him he's the hot girl? Yes, I'll never forget that. <laughs> I, I can he's say, so I'm the hot, hot girl. girl. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> it was so cute. Uh, I think that's what it is, just the relationships with each other also. It's this whole thing like, this found family, man. That's like mm. this... Hope that I realize I love so much of this whatever show or book it is where they make their own for teen or for their own pack, but mm. like you know, the own family that you choose, yeah, that you like to, to the end, like you I'm all for that. Then you got me crying for stuff. <laughs> and with the children, what they into now? Rushti is heavy into Pokemon, like both of them, but. Shame, poor Daria. She's just like tag along. So put us into Pokemon. So she's not into Pokemon. So we were, it was so funny. We were praying Maghrib earlier. She has to stand in front of me, start dancing, singing Pokemon song. I was like, yo, I'm supposed to not laugh in my salah. It's like, I want to be the very best. I was like, yo, okay. So they're watching the show. They're watching the show. It's on Netflix or it's on Showmax. And then we have Pokemon TV, the app on the Android box also. And then they have a Pokemon encyclopedia. And I think they sit with that and that. And they must show me all of the stuff, what Pokemon evolves into what Pokemon. Like, I don't know. Like, I didn't watch this in my childhood. So they're watching, so they're very into Pokemon and Dragon Prince also. What's Dragon um, Prince? On, Dragon Prince on Netflix. It's, I think you're, it's such actually such a quiet show just in terms of diversity, especially for children, man. Like, mm. there's a, the king is a person of color. The sergeant was the one of his main gods. She's deaf. Mm. But she's like, she's so quiet, man. She's like, she kicks ass and whatever, but she's deaf. So they have like sign language and like just everything across the board is like That's so nice diverse. And, so like, and it's not like, to- here's the token black guy, you know? Mm. It's like, Everyone, there's like people of color, there's people of different sexual orientations even. And it's just like normal. It's just like, we're not making a thing about it. It just is what it is. We're not even going to talk about it. It just exists. Mm. And then Shira also, it's also similar like that. So he's really into like Shira and Dragon Prince right now and Pokemon. That's what I I actually asked him earlier. I said, I'm going to be on the podcast (laughs) watching. watching. He said, did you put down Pokemon? (laughs) The most important one. <laughs> but have you heard about Pokemon? <laughs> You're like, yes, I used to play with those Tezos when I was... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've heard about Pokemon. Yes, like... we used to run around town 
the streets of town trying to hunt Pokemon, me and you. <laughs> yeah. The Pokemon, and then you still, so I still have the Pokemon Go app, but I don't really play it so much because, I mean, not like we're going anywhere. So what shows do you watch, or that they watch it, you like, you also want to watch with? That, I watch Dragon Prince with him. Dragon Prince, okay. is really, it's really cool. Like Zane, Zane's also watching it. And he said, like, people compare it to Avatar. Oh, that's the other thing we watch, Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. They love, love, love Avatar, but they don't like Legend of Korra so much. Okay. Because it's sort of like a time jump, and it's a new Avatar, and it's a whole new story, and they're like, mm, give me the original stuff. <laughs> So Avatar they love, and then I, wa- I watch Dragon Prince and Shira. So I only let them watch stuff that I want to watch with them. That's why I must be bored. I'll be the same. They must have good taste in, in, in things that they watch. Oh, um, I want you to talk about why you ban Peppa Pig, man. <gasps> because Peppa Pig is the worst. She's so rude. Like, I can't deal. Like, I just watch it, and it's like, wow, how, how can this child be so rude and, like, speak to her? Appearance like this, like oh well, not even the not actually not appearance, just like the father. They take him for such hat, like they so disrespectful to him. Like they call him fat. Like obviously he's fat. He's a pig. <laughs> like you also are pig people. We're not going around calling you fat. <laughs> like daddy pig so fat. Ha ha ha. Like they just make fun of him. Like, Yo. <laughs> and the thing is, Rishi was picking up some really junk ways of speaking, man. Mm. Like, Mostly, I don't know, it wasn't what you were saying, but it was just like the attitude. Like the of, tone and stuff. Huh? Yeah, the tone and stuff. I just don't, I didn't like it. And I was like, there's so much other, there's nicer things for them mm. to watch. Like Daniel Tiger is a really nice show. Like Daria likes that. And it's, uh, but it's Mr. Rogers, in, um, you know, like Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, never, we never got it here. Yeah, and I haven't watched Tom the Hanks. movie yet. Yeah, Tom Hanks has now played him in the movie, but it's, so it's, from his company, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. And it's just like cute ways actually like for children how to cope with like big things like going to mm. school or if something doesn't go your way, like little songs and stuff to help them cope with situations. That That's nice. Like that's giving mm. them sort of some sort of life skill. Yeah, also. no, that sounds cool. Because like this one episode we. He goes and makes a birthday cake for himself, but the cake sort of smashes. Mm. And he's disappointed about, no, he doesn't have a birthday cake. So his mom's like, yeah, but it still tastes like a... <laughs> so they're like, yeah, that's the whole thing. Uh. It still tastes like Things like that. Like when, my, when my kid get upset for something that, like, broken, like, it's a bread, you cut it the wrong way. Mm. Like, they don't cry over stuff like that anymore because I'm like, yeah, but it still tastes like the same bread. You know, like, and yeah. they, don't, they don't complain about what kind of plate they're getting because that's like, but does the plate change mm. the way it tastes? No. So it's like, good in that sense, like, that. so I'd prefer him to watch stuff like that than people pig where all they get yeah. is at. I think, I mean, obviously, I'm not a parent, but I've watched a lot of kiddie shows with my nephews. Mm. And. <laughs> Oh, I, ne- I told him one nephew has like a full-on British accent when he was small, just oh, sound yeah. like CBPs. <laughs> There's so much more you have to consider when when you think about what like content your children consume, yeah. because think- it's not just about like what they're seeing, or it's yeah. about like little things like you said, like attitude and tone and and all you, that and kind you of really, stuff. You don't realize it until until you watch hmm. watch it as a parent, like. And see how your children sort of react 
to it and how, what they come away with after watching it. But then there is like stuff like, I didn't like him to watch Teen Titans Go. Mm. But that was just me because they were like being Musach teenagers, man. Like, they were mm. just being weird. But then he was just laughing at it because it was weird. And I was like, ah, just let it go because they were, sometimes you just have to laugh at things, man. Sometimes mm. things are just funny because they were funny. So, like, he, he laughed so liquor for that. Like, cute man. <laughs> What is your um, what is your favorite shows when you were a youngin? Depends what kind of youngin, like at what age. Like you were a kid, 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 kid. I think I remember KTV. I remember watching X Men, like the, sure. the X Men animated series. I remember the Cartoon Cafe, Disney's Cartoon Cafe. Oh, I think I vaguely remember that, but I, I don't. I don't remember. I'm trying to think what came on KTV is what I'm trying to think and. So I think we watched X-Men and then the Batman animated series was also cool. Mm. I think that I think I was a little bit older maybe. That could have been like nine or ten. Smurfs. We watched mm. Smurfs. And Kibis. I remember Kibis. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm remembering? And I actually bought him the box sets. And I say I bought them the box sets, but I actually bought myself <laughs> the box sets. Heidi. <gasps> yes, of course, Heidi. But did you watch the Afrikaans one though? Did you buy them that? Because because that's what we watch. The Afrikaans one. Do you know? Do you know who's the voice of Heidi? Uh-huh. Yolda from Siewendelan. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. I, I think my auntie Heidi. told me that kind of recently, and I was like, my fun fact that I go to when someone brings up Heidi. That's a great. That's a great fact. Yeah. I love it. Peter Jaimuti, you me. And the you goat. <laughs> Okay, and the other one is Liva Exi. Oh, yeah. I was actually thinking of that it. song now the other day, the Liva Exi song. I always say too much, like, you know, Liva Exi has that friend Blomi, and she always mm. says, I Blomi. So I always say it to my children, like I said, I, like if they do something, I was like, I Blomi. So they asked me, who's Blomi the other day? So I showed them the video, like it says, like, clip on YouTube uh. you know, of the episode. And then, I don't know, Exi has the. <laughs> She has a rock stuck on her roof or something. I don't know, whatever. But the way she speaks, shame. Ixi was depressed, eh? No, like it really feels like she had yeah. problems. Like I was listening to the, the song. or well, I wasn't listening. I was playing it in my mind. And then she said, her name is something else, but they call her Liva Ixi. Yes, but they call her Liva Ixi. Ma, Nafinia. Nafinia or something. something. I'm like, shame, this, this girl just wants you to call her by her name. Don't call her. <laughs> Nice witch. Uh, you call her Liva Exi. I used to read the comics in the U or so. The, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I remember those. Liva Exi comics and Bobo. Oh, oh, Bobo, I forgot. Didn't it used to come in like a special Jelly Bean Journal? <gasps> no, they, were, they came in the August, but Jelly Bean Journal oh. was legit. I remember when but I got my, when I joined Jelly Bean Journal and they put my name in the newspaper, I thought I was so cool. <laughs> Sorry, you were asking. What are you reading? Me, right now, oof, I don't know what's this author's name, but I'm reading this book. It's called The Authenticity Project. It's actually quite cool. I've literally started it yesterday, so I mean, I'm still not too sure, but 
basically it's about this this guy he's like this like an artist and he's like 70 somewhat and he goes to this cafe and he leaves like this exercise book and in the exercise book he just poured his heart out like this is where i am right now and he's like i'm 70 somewhat i live most of my life for myself but and i've been like he's been married to his wife for like 30 years or 50 years whatever and then his wife had died recently and he realized it made him like kind of invisible because he was like depressed but he also realized how he didn't appreciate her when she was around and then he leaves that book yeah <laughs> and then he leaves that book in like a coffee shop and then the coffee shop owner finds it and she's also got like her own stuff like she's been single for like a while or she she just wants to get married but she also like you know she's a feminist and she started this oh. coffee shop she used to be a solicitor but this is what you want to do and she doesn't feel like she really has anyone to be completely honest with and then she writes her type of story in the book i don't know where she leaves the book like at this wine bar and then oh, so the book the book goes on yeah and, on and then it's everyone's stories but people also because they're quite honest so like the artist guy he says like this is my name i was an artist i'm how many years oh. old ever then she obviously googles him oh, and okay. and then he says he always they, they always sit on this random him and his wife always just sit on this random person's grave every friday so she walks past one day and she sees him there and then she writes in the thing like you know he says he's invisible but he's like the least invisible guy you ever meet like google him and then the next guy who gets it he googles the, the artist too and he's like uh, I'm, I'm by the third guy now and he's I don't know if he's like addicted to coke and drinking and stuff uh, but then he's trying to be sober and then he finds the book and the lady who writes second she she owns a coffee shop but they all live in the same area so that guy can like find, go to the coffee shop and see her so it's like you know it's like they're all interlinked I read like the blurb and they were like oh um people's romances started and they're like they start becoming okay. sort of, like involved in each other's lives so I think that's uh, what's going to happen in the future, but I don't know. I'm still like on chapter three. Claire Pooley is the author's name. I really read books that are not fantasy. Yeah, I know that. I mean, like Sarah so, Moss. Yeah, Sarah J. Moss. Like, I'm just <laughs> waiting for a new book to come out now. It's coming out next year or something. But the one that I read most recently that I loved, because it's, it's been a while since there's been a book that like pulled me in. Mm. And it's been like you. I have to. I have to. I have to read the next one. It was um, it's called uh, the Raven Boys, the Raven Cycle. Oh, I've seen those the online. Cycles, the series, yeah. I think it's the author's Maggie. She has such a funny surname, Maggie Stiffater or something like that. Probably not that. <laughs> oh no, it is that. Yeah. Like, it sounds. It sounds like a. It's like a German surname. But that book series is really good. It's just like that all found family mm. in that that sort of trope. But with, it, there's magic, but it's not like set in a fantasy world kind of magic. It's mm. like set in, it's set on Earth. It's set in an American city that I'm forgetting right now. So the boys, like everyone has some, some sort of, like there's, there's magic involved in the thing, but it's not like a magical world. So that was cool. Mm. And then... Six of Crows, that is um, Lee Bardugo, that's her name, Lee Bardugo. But she also has like a series of, it's like this universe that she's created. There's a Netflix series coming out based on it. So it's it's called Shadow and Bone, and that's the first trilogy, and Six of Crows is after that. But I don't know, I found Six of Crows to be a better storyline. It's more like a heist, like a Mm. heist story, but set in this universe that she's created now. Episodes, really enjoying that. 
I'm actually at the stage right now where, firstly, like, you know, I only read books by women at the point that I am in my life now. <laughs> Your face, you look so confused. No, I'm not confused. I'm thinking, I don't, I think I'm the same, but not by, not by choice. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't do it by choice. It just happens that all of the, oh, all, all only women. Like, I don't think I've actually did anything written by a man, but I think Six of Crows and Raven Boys was the first in a long time where the protagonists were male authors. Uh. There's a lot of Sarah, like Sarah J. Moss and Susan Dinard also, like a lot of our protagonists are all female. So it's been a lot of that, like the female mm. protagonist, main protagonist. And that was the first word, it was actually a male protagonist even. And also, I, I just feel like... I think I, I did know. it, I think I did it subconsciously mm. rather than like... And I also think that the women voices, especially in like the fantasy mm. and that kind of genre is coming out stronger. Yeah. They have better fandoms they also. They do have better fandoms. But Sarah J. Moss, especially that, that whole, but she's also getting so predictable in her writing, but uh, it's still mm. like, okay, at, now <laughs> at this point, it's like a comfort read. It's like, I know what's yeah. going to happen. I don't do it anyway because I love But sometimes that's a good so. ones. The uh, comfort reads are the good ones. Like, I know when my sister used to read, like, a million Nora Roberts, and I read, like, maybe five. And I was like, how are you still reading the Order Robert books? Like, we all know where this is going to go. The, the exact beats. And this, this is why she can write yeah. 20 books a year. Because she because she has the same beats in every book. <laughs> so I'm like... She just changed the setting. The skin, the setting. But it's same, comfortable. Same yeah. Like, I just have... Um, I'm actually just reading the books I have here at home right now because I have so many unread yeah. books. I feel like I have shelves of unread books. Of unread books. So I'm just trying to get through that. I want to like not buy any more books until I I finish. I'm on a book. I'm also I'm on a book ban. Like I've I have a lot <laughs> of things that I have to finish reading. I think I'm currently busy with it's a series called well the book's called The Conjuring of Light. It's the last book. Uh, v. E. Schwab is her name. Okay. I think it's Victor, Victoria Schwab. She, she, she writes under like two different names also. Mm. She's like one of those people. Pick a name and what do, why do you like two different names? Like very confusing. But so I'm, yeah, so I'm busy with her. CDs now. I'm finishing that off. But also like imagine just the privilege of like, I just want to get one book published. You can publish so many books. You can start choose different names to publish under. Like I want to get to that level. And I mentioned her earlier, but I'm like a big Mecca but fan. Like she's just writes the, yeah. the com- she's the comfort food for me. And she oh. she used to have Mecca which is like her teen books, and then Megan Cabot, which was like the adult books. And then there was another <laughs> one that was for like the paranormally books. And I'm like, go, we know what you think. Like, I- <laughs> exactly. You're the same person. I think she does the same. She's like like Biggie Schwab for like the fantasy stuff and then she's Victoria Schwab for like the younger books but I wonder like, I suppose if you see Meg Cabot in a book you're going to think it's some teeny princess diaries book and she just oh yeah it's the same, same like when Nora Roberts writes under like her mystery or thriller books under like J.D. Robb mm. so okay so so like Maybe I suppose J.D. Like Robb looks like someone who writes a and then when um, a fantasy Meg yeah, Rowling, like a, uh, the person who we thought uh, wrote Harry Potter but we didn't really but <laughs> Yeah. But wait, I wanted to ask, so I, I'm trying to like, this is a, a toxic trait of mine, but I famously made fun of you for being a Hufflepuff, <laughs> but just for jokes, just because <laughs> you got cross. <laughs> but um, so, I anyway, being a so anyway, I've been tutoring my nephew. That's why, and that's why, 
that's why I like this this found family and loyalty kind of thing. So I was like, you yeah, I am such a half. Look at that. Actually turned out to be true. Like that's what I love. Like that's the stories I'm drawn to. So my nephew's been struggling a lot with like reading and stuff. So now we're mm. reading Harry Potter because like the only book that I had two copies of and he reads, we do it over Zoom and he reads and I read okay. and stuff like that. So we're like getting like, we just got to the part where he's at the school and I'm like, okay, we must sign you up to do your, your test. And then he does the test and he gets half a puff and he's like, what's half a puff about? And I'm like, <laughs> the lawyer, <laughs> lovely people. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is a Hufflepuff? So I was like, maybe I must talk to a Hufflepuff and see, like, what's more. I don't know much about a Hufflepuff other than they loyal. Cedric Diggory was from the Tonks. But he doesn't know anybody yet because it, like, it hasn't started. But I just, yeah. I don't need to read it. And then you I should mean, have actually done the test afterwards. Yeah, I know. But I got Once excited. Got to know some more characters. Because I'm like, they, they say such negative things about the Hufflepuff. And I'm like, but I as I've kind, yeah, and but like yeah, as we've as known them cool. now, you think? and also like I think it, I think it is uh, in the books, she does actually even like the Slytherins, like Slytherins are bad people, mm. they're bad guys, and that's what Slytherins are. But like you know, like they're ambitious and they cunning, they mm. they like smart in that kind of way. It doesn't necessarily make them bad people. Mm. And I think that's what she's done in the books. Also, she's like sort of painted the Hufflepuff as being lazy. Mm. I am both those things. But they need some eyes, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I think somebody, oh God, JK, said like at the Battle of Hogwarts, after the Gryffindors, the next house, most of them that stayed mm. was Hufflepuff. So it's like, it's not to say that they aren't brave Hufflepuffs, is Cedric, the mm. Tonks. I'm also like now thinking of the Gen Z people making fun of us about being so <laughs> yeah, with, 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 with a Harry Potter house. But you know, just leave us and our coping mechanism. You're worrying, you're worrying about the wrong house. <laughs> you're worrying about the wrong house. Leave us and our coping mechanisms, okay? You must all get here. You, but uh, what you call is very fat phobic in the beginning of it. In the book, I'm really like to rush to now. Um, Harry Potter, like the way she describes Dudley and the dirties, oh. they fat and like they fat and stupid. And I was like, oh, I'm trying to teach my children to be kind. Yeah, J.K. Rowling's like teaching him to make fun of fat people. It's like this is not how we go about things. I sort of edit as I read. He can't, he, he's like, he, he can read, but he can't read that well. So <laughs> I can still edit the words and like stuff like that for you because like some things are a bit problematic. Mm-hmm. But also I think it's the time at which she wrote it. It wasn't. We didn't see yeah. it, anything being wrong. Now we know better. Mm-hmm. So it is weird also, again, going back to that, like what your children consume sort of things like Enid Blyton also like the faraway tree mm. there's just some moments where like the kids are rude to other like a bunch of goblins or something or elves who help them find mm. the faraway tree then um, whatever the boy's name is I can't remember now Joe I think starts to start throwing them with fruit because they told him not to go out the tree so he starts throwing them with fruit and then he starts laughing at it and then they like yeah these elves are the worst or something I was like so like, so like, like things like that then I just stop and I go mm. 
did you think that was like a nice thing or a good thing that he did? And he's like, mm. oh, no, that was like, that wasn't, wasn't great. So like, yeah, let's hope Joe maybe gets a bit better. Like, mm. you just you sort of have to, even if there's like, because life is going to be crap. They're going to come across things at school with children or junk to them. Mm. And just how to navigate that process parenting is difficult. <laughs> It's like all these things that you think about, even like just like with reading and watching, just things that they consume. It's a lot. It sounds like a lot. Um, I wanted to ask you also about Muslim representation in film and series. I think you spoke about it a bit on Twitter. And mm, I was speaking about it on, um, with Najwa and Nikki about it, but it was about that show, Rami. Mm. I was also saying, I think maybe that's just he, well, he himself said, this isn't a show that's representative of what Muslims are. Mm. Like, if you want to learn about Islam, go follow these people and go a bunch of, like, you know, scholars mm. and stuff. That, if you want to learn about Islam, go there. This show is not for you to learn about Islam, but it's sort of what people are going through and experiencing. And, and fair enough on that point. But I think Rami as a character, obviously not, he uses his own name, He's just, it's a very immature person. Like, how are you 30 years old and you're still getting peer pressured by your friends? You're 30, man. Like, can't you say to you, like, uh, can you not go to your friends? Uh, no, actually, I'm going to pass on that, you know, like, cheers, see you later. Like, I'm going to maybe not go to the strip club. I don't, I don't understand. Like, a lot of these things, it's like more like he's trying to find validation for the things that he does. Mm. Not trying to be a bit like he says he's trying to better himself and to find answers and like I mean you are a religious person yourself so you know about you question you doubt Mm. but then you go and find answers you don't look for something to validate the nonsense that you're catching on yeah but also I was like saying the way he portrays American Muslims we're very lucky here in Cape Town in South Africa where we have a solid community Mm. even like Allah it's not a thing here. Like, you know, we have butcheries, we have to go eat halal. It's not, it's not difficult mm. here. And there's a, a one scene in the show where he asks his mother, like, is this chicken halal? Never will you, be, you have to do it. <laughs> like, imagine me asking my mommy, mommy is this chicken halal? <laughs> like, like, that he actually has to ask his mother that. So I think it's a very different thing that they go through mm. in a medical than what we do. And maybe that's what I don't relate to for that show like it can't speak for all muslims and i don't think any show can do that where it can speak for all muslims yeah so i think just the representation is but you think like there just needs to be more just more people's stories or not even just need more stories like even just them being there like you know like mm. there was these two incidents that i can think of in these two shows or well, one's a show and one's a movie but in spider-man um far from home Mm. There was that Muslim girl that was just on the <laughs> She was just there. Like, it wasn't a thing. Like, she yeah. was just there. Doing a dagger. She it wasn't a big deal. She was in the class. No one said anything. She just existed. <laughs> yes. Because that's like, what it's like. That's what it's like. Mm. You know? Like, and then another show. It's a Netflix show called The Society. It's only mm. one season of it. I don't know if they're going to do another season. But there's a girl. And she's more of a speaking character. Mm. Not one of the main characters, but she's like one of the sciencey ones. And then there's a scene where the main character comes down the stairs and she walks out the door. But before she walks out the door, she looks to the side, and the girl's just 
in the lounge making salah. Mm. And she just looks and she walks on it and it's not a big deal. It's like representation even like that, man. Just like we are, we exist in your yeah. society. We're not other. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I mean... Like, but that was nice to see, like, just to see that girl. And then she was sort of like the astronomy, like, she was sort of working out, like, where they were or something like that. She was the clever one. But yeah, just like, we exist in your society. We, we <laughs> live here amongst you. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you want when Daria grows up that she can pick and choose. Mm. Like, that there's a lot of Muslim women on TV that she can relate to or... You know, see yourself yeah, represented. For, for me, it's not even like that. For me, like right now, it's just like that. There's brown people on TV for her to see. <laughs> like that's uh. like like Doc McStuffins is really cool because she's like a black character, and she's a doctor. Mm. Like that, like Doc McStuffins on the coins, and then there's like Nella the Princess Knight is also cool because she's a princess, but she's also a knight, and she's brown. It's like three ticks. <laughs> Like, you know, like, like these things, there are, so there are, like, shows that, that are, there are more and more shows that, mm. that you can see yourself in. Like, she also looks a little bit like Dora the Explorer. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> and she has a hairstyle. She has a It's growing out now. But she, look a little, she looks so like Dora. <laughs> Actually, Kola, Kola, Auntie Dora. She gets very cross. I'm watching The Crown for the first time now. I know. I'm in season two now. But I also, I wanted to, I, I actually wrote this down because I wanted to bring up a letter you wrote to Queen, man. I love Lizzie. <laughs> it's my girl. She wrote me a letter. She did not write me a letter, but um, her lady in waiting did. And how and old were you when you did? I was fine. I was eight or nine. I wrote the Queen a letter. I don't even know what I wrote in that letter. I can't remember. <laughs> I remember getting a, a reply back from a lady in waiting, and then it was. Typed out, obviously, they probably mm. have like a stack of these letters that they jump in, but it has the royal stamp on it, it has the, the head of everything, <laughs> my name on it, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> just said like, just said thank you, just something like thank you for your letter, the queen gets hundreds of letters a day and can't personally answer them all, but da 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 da, thank you, and then she signed it. I don't know if the queen signed it or the lady in waiting. I don't think the lady in waiting. I don't think the queen signed it. <laughs> I don't think but the queen is allowed to sign things. But it's on a stationery. So. Uh, I what is that? Oh, I was watching the trailer for Princess Anne's documentary, like Anne at 70. Oh, okay. And then in the Princess Anne, to be honest. But she, she seems quite that, funny. And she, then uh, she, she is funny now in this um, later seasons. I think season what is last season, season three? three. She's like where she's more grown up. She's actually quite funny. Yeah, so the old lady seems quite because I remember that video where she with a with Donald Trump was there and she didn't want to come greet and the queen <laughs> told her to come and then, and then she was like, um, but but anyways, I saw the trailer of the thing, but it's on ITV and obviously DSTV took ITV off, uh, which I'm very angry yeah. about because I love Long Lost Family. But anyway, back to Sina. I saw the trailer, and in the trailer, she's calling her mommy on, like, she's calling the queen on Zoom. And then she asked her, like, how many faces do you see? You should see six. And the queen's like, I see four. And then Anne's like, ah, that's okay. You know what I look like. (laughs) And then, like, the narration, they were like, we're not the only ones who have been struggling with getting our parents to... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on, on, on uh, whatever 
during the lockdown. I was like, that's so true. It's, I love it when they show, I, like, like when they show how real she is. Yeah, I love I love like those things, like those documentaries. I just love listening to the Queen speak. Also, she mm. just speaks in this like very proper way that I don't think any other British person speaks the way she does. Not even her family. I haven't seen season three yet, so I haven't seen Olivia Coleman because now we're like halfway through season two. Claire Foy is oh, so amazing. brilliant at that accent. Oh, I couldn't oh, actually deal. Like lo- Yo, that oh. show is amazing. Like even my but mom, I just I don't know why I'm I'm so in love with the royal family, the the colonists that they are. You know, like they're such colonizers, but I love them. It's like it's like we've drunk the Kool Aid and. But you used to go fill up it. your fave as well. Well, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> it be so like not PC. Like, how does a person like this exist? And I think that's why I love Philip. It's like I can't fathom that the person like this is real. Like, he's a real person who says stupid things like this. And he just gets away with it also. Uh-uh. I mean, every time you do something dumb, you'd be like, oh, my favorite. Uh, so, that man. He's just putting his foot in it all the time. And <laughs> he's so unapologetic about it also. Yes, he's so stupid. I love it. I love him. I'm just, I'm just here for mess, that's why. I love him. Yeah. <laughs> just here for the mess and the dolls. Yeah, what's your all-time, like, favorite series? Night Night Lights. Mm. I will rewatch that. Veronica Mars. Buffy. Actually, I haven't rewatched Buffy. I don't want to rewatch Buffy just because I want to leave it, like, in that. Uh, I feel like if I rewatch it, it's going to spoil it for me. But definitely Friday Night Lights, Veronica Mars, Buffy. Yeah, Buffy was my first thing I was ever, like, obsessed with. Mm. And then Umbrella Academy, just coming back to that. I will actually rewatch that. I had you watched the first season a few times already. It was very good. I haven't seen Friday Night Lights yet. Oh, but I have so such good. a crush on that guy, though. Um, Carl Chandler. Oh, you then you I'm have to watch Friday Night Lights. I'm in love with him. Like, I literally you, think so. Carl Chandler. That man. In, like, you will want him to be your husband. When you I really want him show. to be my husband without even watching it. <laughs> like, he's some... such... You know, at the school about that show, like, the, the couple that they are, they're such a stable... Mm. couple men like they don't have there's none of this like drama around them cheating mm. you know, this one, they just like they are the rock in the center of that show so everyone else has the dramas around them but they <laughs> like that they like the the calm in the storm because jason katem's dad that he did he did parent to it also oh i, I didn't see that either that's just a, that's like make you cry that's a show that make you cry every week so it's a sort of like 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 this is us makes you cry every mm-hmm. week. actually Okay, in, in the later seasons of This Is Us, they don't make you cry so much anymore. I don't know if we, we've just gotten used to it. I I'm not saying cry you don't cry. I'm so saying much cry. for damn Uncle Nicky that I can't oh. actually deal. Oh, Nicky. <laughs> All people make me cry. Like, I mean, before it was like, you know, like, oh, sad stuff. Okay, I suppose it handles father's old, but old people get me in my throat. I just want to cry. And him, but old people cry. That whole thing with his whole story is just so heartbreaking. <gasps> oh. And then him and Kevin, like Kevin just really <gasps> like forcing himself to be there, like thing <sighs> his father couldn't do. It's like, oh. <laughs> now Jason Katims does shows like that. Please him to <laughs> cry like that. And Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights is amazing. Except the second season because it was a writer's strike. 
that you oh gosh the writer strike affected so much i wonder how so, this i feel like this could be the writer strike of no another version of the writer strike uh, uh, maybe because i mean who knows when what is even coming back mm-hmm. I don't know because we usually things start up in September again. Some shows are starting to film again, like they they obviously like quarantine them and stuff. So I yeah. know some are starting, but I mean, with the way America looks like, and with travel bans, and a lot of them film in Canada and that kind of stuff, and they say get yeah. like special. But um, I don't know how it's gonna work. But like I watch uh, my favorite show, The Good Fight, and oh, yeah. there was like maybe I think the episode, the season usually is like. 12 episodes or something like that mm-hmm. and then because of covid they had to stop after like episode five or six so obviously they have an arc which wasn't mm-hmm. met yeah so the season yeah. had to end these storylines that are still like up in the air these characters that were supposed to leave at the end of the season which is seeming like it's, they're still gonna leave so mm-hmm. we won't get like proper like farewells for oh, them so yeah. it feels almost like the writer strike in that you know Yeah, yeah, it was like that Friday night light. It was very confusing, especially if you're binge watching, like if you're not watching Mm -hmm. it live or like when it came out. It ends so abruptly and then season three starts and then you're like, what is happening? What is people? Didn't you? Did you graduate? What do you? When did you get injured? I Mm. don't remember this happening. Like I literally watched the last season episode now and like it's very confusing but can you sort of just almost forget like about season two and just carry on with your life otherwise it's just gonna mm. be nice but anyway Zayan it was so lovely to chat to you I miss you I miss I you too talking to you. <laughs> it took like all night Thank you so much for listening. That was Zayan. You can find her at Zayan27 on Twitter at up underscore the faraway tree on instagram and her blog up the faraway tree i will link to in the show notes so you'll get everything that you need right there also anything that we've discussed on the episode will be there links to where you can watch the shows and everything else me you can find at karen walby on instagram and at Karen Walby's with an S on Twitter. You can subscribe to my newsletter, Wild Streams. Link will be in the show notes. I chat about my opinions on various things I've seen or read. This week, I spoke about Beyonce's film, Black is King. I also spoke about the South African film, Norma 37. And yeah, various other things. You can find the podcast at Crushing on Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Crushingonpodcast.com is the website. And you can send any feedback to crushingonpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the episode on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find it better. And yeah, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. All episodes are edited and produced by Rebecca Barches. And yeah. Join us next week.